I'm chuffed to bits you're here. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Beautiful friend, happy You're Welcome Wednesday. If you are listening to this live, whenever you are listening to this or whoever you are, you truly indeed are welcome here, just as you are. And hopefully you're welcome in advance for a helpful episode as You've specifically been asking for more style-related episodes, and today I want to talk about rethinking comfortable clothes, which is going to be both practical and philosophical. On the surface, it may sound like we're going to be speaking about tips and tricks, and we will do that, but there also really is a heart-philosophical component to this, as there is to me whenever we talk about style and beauty. So I think the idea of comfortable clothes is probably an area we have grown a lot in during COVID, where as a general culture, we have been wearing less high heels, less spanks, spanks, I put a TH in there, spanks, Uh, we've perhaps been wearing less bras, (laughs) but I also wonder as we come out of this COVID era, which I say very loosely because we have readers from all over the world, listeners rather, and we're in very different stages, even here in the U.S., based on, you know, whether someone in your life is immune compromised or what state you're living in, we may all be in different places. So by no means do I feel that COVID is behind us and we have moved on, but we are all in our own seasons now or in the future of transitioning into something more akin to how life used to be. And I wonder, do we also have a association, therefore, with comfy, cozy clothes as I didn't see anyone, I felt disconnected, I felt blah, my kids were home, I barely showered, I always felt exhausted, whatever our unique stories were. Some of us were more bored, some of us were more busy. I want to come back to first off reframing the idea that all clothes should be comfortable and that when we talk about comfortable clothes, I think more often, most of us, our mind goes to the comfy, cozy home clothes, the COVID wardrobe. But I truly want us to feel that all of our clothes should be comfortable. I shared on Instagram stories that I went vintage shopping recently and I tried on a dress as a possibility for a wedding that we're going to in a few weeks. And I'm very blessed with my size that vintage clothes often fit me. And vintage clothes generally are smaller cut. And if you are curvier or a larger size, it can be harder to have that fit. So it is more common that I try on something and it fits. But this dress, I realized it was just a little bit tight in the waist. And I noticed that my mind goes to, do I, I think I shared this on a a previous episode, my mind goes to, do I need Could I lose just a little bit of weight before the wedding? Could I wear Spanx? Would I just suck in? And I just kind of had to pause and say, like, this this isn't comfortable. As, As I'm just standing here right now, I can feel that it's pinching a little bit on my waist. And I can physically acknowledge that that 
feeling and I can catch the thoughts that have come out of that physical feeling where I think, maybe if I just lose a little weight, maybe if I wear spanks, maybe if I suck in, and that I'm trying to modify modify my body and my experience to get past the fact that the dress is simply not comfortable. And I have worn multiple dresses like that to weddings and events, which truth be told, there's a little complexity for me in any answer because I love the complex. And in my case, those dresses that I can picture, I can picture two of them right now, they're vintage dresses. I love them. There's something magical about each one of them. I love the way they look. And I already owned them. And I was a, a, a few pounds thinner five, 10 years ago when I got them. So they they fit me. Actually, one of them, now that I think about it, one of them was a hand-me-down from a friend. So probably the entire time I had it, it was a little bit too tight, but like, it's amazing. It's all black sequins. It like goes down to your knees. It's tight and slinky and like, oh, I just think it's so cute. So I've had moments where I have worn it to something and thought, okay, I'm going to wear things. I'm going to suck it. I'm not going to overeat, et cetera. So as, as anything I teach, it is always about the principle, not the rule. There are times when I have broken the rule and I don't regret it because I really did love that dress. And also, it's a little harder when it's vintage, when it's not the option to say, I'm just going to go up one size or I'm out shopping for a dress. This is just not the right cut or fit for me. I'm going to keep looking. Sometimes for anyone who loves vintage like I do, you just have like this magic moment when you put on a dress and you're like, I will do anything. So I have moments when I've broken my own rule. But in this case, I just said, I want to be comfortable. I am already struggling enough with hard pants (laughs) and jeans. And I've worn such softness on my body for the last year that just putting on quote unquote real clothes And this is not to say that I haven't worn real clothes, but pretty much my COVID wardrobe was either lounge suits, kind of like sweatsuit, leisure suit outfits in cold weather, and flowy dresses in summer. I've always kind of worn flowy dresses in summer, but I wasn't wearing jeans. I wasn't wearing pants with a zipper. I wasn't wearing any sort of a heel. I mean, just basic things that when I went to put them on and it was spring weather here, I wasn't going to leave the house in a sweatsuit, but it wasn't yet dress weather. I really struggled to get dressed to be like, this is not feeling comfortable to my body. My legs are like, why is the fabric around us so tight? (laughs) We have been used to flowy things. What is happening? So I just thought, I don't want to go to, I want to catch this thought now and not get back into, I often wear things that aren't that comfortable. I want to listen to my body in this transition and almost hear her like this other person that's like, do we really have to wear like these like these jeggings or just they're so suctiony, right? Like, can we not, could we just have a little more breathing room and be like, huh? All right, I'm just gonna ponder that. It didn't used to feel that way, but is that because I have restricted myself for so long? I have over time adopted these stories that. Sometimes we wear bras that are uncomfortable. We wear spanks to make us tighter and and feel more flattered and fit into more things. We wear heels. Our feet will hurt. We will get blisters. That's just the way it works. The other night I was going to a week or so ago, whenever my parents were here, we were going to dinner at Tavern on the Green in Central Park. 
I would like to highly recommend this restaurant if you come to New York. It was the most lovely magical evening. We were there for my parents' wedding anniversary. Neither Jeremy and I had ever been. It was just lovely. So as an aside, but we're going to wander Central Park and then end up at dinner. And we're dressed up nicely. And I thought about putting on heels. And then I just thought, you know what? I'm going to choose the experience over the image. And I say the image because I don't even mean the image of how I'm seen by other people, but I knew we were going to take photos. And I knew these were going to be, you know, ideally beautiful photos of all of us dressed up that I'm going to want to have for the rest of my life. And so my inclination is to go for heels. Heels are going to make me look more sophisticated. They're going to make me look more feminine. They're going to make me look more affluent, more fancy. I'm going to look more slim and flattered because my legs are longer and my my shape is elongated. But I thought that's one image. I'm I'm sure I'm going to be seen by other people. I don't actually care about them. I, I'm going to take – I'm going to have a feeling of the night and I want to feel beautiful. This is, again, where that complexity comes in. It's not as black and white as, ugh, how vain and ridiculous. It's like it, – that's all part of the experience too, that I feel beautiful and I feel so proud to live in New York City and and to be with my husband and have my parents visit and, you know, all of that. So that's all part of the experience. But I mostly thought I don't want to feel – tired on the walk there or on the on after dinner if we want to walk home through the park i don't want to say we shouldn't have this beautiful half hour experience because my feet are kind of hurting and it's those kinds of questions that i realize in the past i i have erred on the side of and again sometimes i still will err on the side of Ugh, it's it's fine. It's it's gonna be fine. And by the way, I also my heels are comfortable. I have gotten better over the years at really nixing the uncomfortable shoes. Yet again, still have some of them. But I also was like, okay, I I have heels that are comfortable. But let's be honest, they are not as comfortable as the flats. And so it's just to me, it's just about noticing those thoughts and asking those questions that helps us start bit by bit to notice how much have I been affected by diet culture, by the cultural stories that to be smaller and thinner and taller is the the best way and, you know, to all of those things. How can I just, how can I unpack a lifetime, generations upon generations of a story of what beauty means and what a beautiful body is and how our beauty and our body are tied together. My best answer is by these little questions and these little thoughts that we start to notice because I just don't think that when you've been as indoctrinated as we all have, that there's going to be some day where it just hits you like an aha moment. Oh, Okay, never mind. I don't care about that. Yeah, you're right. I'm just totally positive about my body. Bring on the rolls. Cellulite, schmellulite. Who the heck cares? Yay, wrinkles. Gray hair. Woohoo. Like, I just don't think you get there all of a sudden. I think it's these tiny layers. It's the same way that for me with essentialism and slowing down and doing less and questioning what's enough and questioning the guilt. The, That's something I've been working on for years and I will continue to work on for years more because if it was easy to just stop on a dime, 
we would have already done it. (laughs) But the fact that so many of us struggle with this says this is complex and therefore we're not gonna find an easy button. We're not gonna find one book, even as beautiful and, and magical as all the teaching can be in a book is, that solves it. It's going to be that and Un- unraveling these little questions. So for me, comfortable clothes should be all clothes <laughs> means we notice things like our clothes shouldn't leave a mark. It shouldn't dig into your skin. Can that be something that we just start to notice when we look in the mirror? And we even notice there, when Hillary told me to look in the mirror, do I immediately go to my problem parts? Do I immediately judge myself for my cellulite? Or am I really able to say, okay, she just told me to look and see, are there marks? I mean, if I feel like my bras are always uncomfortable, do they leave these digging marks in my back? Is there something I could do about it? Is this not the best bra for me? Is that something I could research? Like, you know, instead of just being like, well, I don't know where to look for it. Am I noticing my pants, leave, my jeans leave these marks all over my body? How do I feel about that? Does that feel like that's an indication that it was pushing too much? And now that I think about it, was it not really comfortable? And I take my shoes off. Are these, are there these, you know, red marks all over the sides of my feet to say we were, we had a lot of stress being put on us to wear these? To me, it means I don't have to suck in. I don't have, I think for for so many of us women. Our, our stomachs, our derrieres, our hips, our, our middle area, there can be this sense of if I just suck in, if I just hold my posture right, then I can get away with this. But if I truly am just comfortable, if I'm truly just relaxed at this meal, if I'm relaxed at drinks, if I'm relaxed at church, is it comfortable enough to just let my body be as it naturally is? without having to say, I will suck in or I will put on Spanx. I will, if I restrict myself just a little bit, then it's going to be okay. Can my body truly be its comfortable self? Can I eat a meal and not feel like this is too tight? The That same dinner, I put on a dress and it's a dress that normally I wear without a belt. But when I thought about the idea of taking a photo, I was like, well, it doesn't, It's going to look better if it's kind of cinched in with a belt. But I put the belt on and I thought, here's the the loop that it really fits on. But it's a little snug. Like, it's not uncomfortable. But once I eat dinner, my stomach is going to expand. So then I'm going to have to unnotch my belt, which sometimes is fine. But I switch dresses to one that just has a a built-in soft fabric belt because I thought I did want to feel more flattered for the image, for the photo, and yet I wanted to feel more comfortable for the night and not feel like I've added this belt just for this moment of the photo. And now as I eat, it starts to feel uncomfortable in my waist and I'm sitting there, you know, undoing my my belt at the table, which again, isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I just am catching those thoughts and I'm questioning myself, why why do I have this desire? What does it mean? Am I on board with this thought? Does, is this thought kind to my body? Another big thing for me is you aren't comfortable clothes means you aren't thrilled to take it off when you get home. I think we've all had those outfits where you come in, you're like, I cannot wait to kick these shoes off. Or you're like, oh, I need to get out of this bra and these pants. Like, And you just immediately have to strip everything down and throw on sweatpants and you're like, oh, all right, much better. 
I think ideally, that doesn't mean that when I come home, I, I was wearing a dress when I came home with my mom recently. And then I was like, yeah, I think I'm going like, to change into something more comfortable. The dress wasn't uncomfortable, but it has s- slits in it. Like you have to be a little fussy with it to sit on the couch. It didn't mean that the dress was physically uncomfortable. It still is okay to want to change. Again, this is about the principle, not the rule. But I think it's noticing. I remember when I was single, sometimes I would have girlfriends that would do that like, oh, like, oh, I thank goodness I'm home and I can change into my sweatpants. And I just often thought, I think the clothes we're wearing to work are too uncomfortable if we are dying to put on sweatpants when we get home. Again, doesn't mean that there might not be a positive association with the coziness of being home. But just notice, are my clothes physically uncomfortable? Could there be another way? And that also, comfortable doesn't mean lazy. And I think we can really swing the pendulum to say, here's my fancy clothes out in the the world. Here's what I'm going to wear on dates. Here's what I'm going to wear to work. And then all the way on the other side of the pendulum are my my grubby clothes. That's a phrase that my mom always used to use. And she, because she worked and then she had her pajamas and she had a category of clothes that she would put on when she came home from work before it was time to put on your pajamas. And I remember us cleaning out my closet sometime when she was visiting. She's like, don't you want to keep that just for grubby clothes? And I was like, I don't have this category of grubby clothes. And I think that that's such a powerful – I mean, it's, it sounds like a funny little phrase, but what it really was was these are the clothes that I'm not going to spend a lot of money on because they aren't seen by the outside world. And therefore, they're just your your in-between, you know, clothes. And they don't feel nice. Like, they might be stretched out. They might have paint splatters on them. They might, you know, they're, they're just kind of your threadbare clothes, almost. They're your, like, I almost gave this away, but then I realized, ah, oh, that could work for grubby clothes. I've shared on the podcast before, I... I think it is a beautiful idea to ponder that dressing at home is dressing for yourself. That it's the greatest check-in of whether you actually get dressed to look beautiful to others and be approved and appealing to others, or whether you dress to feel beautiful for yourself. And even if nobody else noticed you when you left the house, This makes you feel good. This makes you feel pretty or polished or whatever it is you want to feel. I often say, ideally, we should never be embarrassed to open the door. I think in that category of grubby clothes would be things where if my mom were to open the door to a neighbor, she'd say like, oh, sorry, I look such a mess. And I think that's a sign if we feel we need to apologize, we need to give a caveat to say I look such a mess, as opposed to... These are just my just a comfortable clothes I'm wearing at home. There's nothing there, there's nothing underwhelming about these that needs an apology. I often think also comfortable doesn't need to mean old or it doesn't mean inherently mean old. Sometimes that part of our wardrobe again feels like the the old stuff we've held on to that we put together we don't really want anybody else to see it. It just feels comfortable over time and you know, I never want to encourage buying more, but I think our comfortable clothes that we're wearing at home when we are relaxing should be just as nice, whether that means soft fabrics or they're not worn out or stained or stretched out. 
I shared when we were pandemicing in Phoenix last year some darling outfits that I'd gotten at Target. It's not that they were expensive, but different hacks that I've shared are, for me personally, outfits versus separates feel more chic to me. And I've shared a lot of those examples on Instagram stories, even if it is the the black shorts and the black top from Target that were not expensive, but they go together as a set, feels very different than random shorts and random shirt. It just is the two-part fashion cocktail for me of, sure, this is casual, but it also has some intention to it. For me, it's also classic colors and not... For me personally, like graphic tees, tees with sayings and things like that doesn't feel as chic. So I tend to go more even towards classic colors, classic silhouettes. I'd be, I'm more playful even in my dresses. Like I would wear a, a blue and white polka dot dress, for example, one of the ones I was referencing earlier, but I wouldn't have gotten a whole blue and white polka dot like lounge set because somehow that would feel a little like cute, kicky, kitschy to me. And in a nice silk dress, I love that two-part fashion cocktail. But when it comes to wearing it at home, I'd rather just have it in a, a classic navy blue, peacock blue. But truly, if if a tie-dye rainbow jumpsuit brings you joy, that is what matters. These are just a few of the things that for me, you know, over time in sharing this, I've had some of you tag me and say, you know, I think maybe on the PS one time I talked about up-leveling your sleepwear and someone's had the most darling outfit they posted on Instagram stories that again, I think it was from Target or Walmart. It was this little floral sleep set. And they just said, Hillary helped me realize I'm wearing the the 5K t-shirts, you know, the things I got for free, the old running shorts from cross country. And this just feels feminine and nice. It was $25. It didn't mean that I had to, you know, spend all of this money on it. For me, it's the same principles that I teach in my style class are present even in my comfy, cozy you know, loungewear at home. Um, the the two-part fashion cocktail, I'll link to a whole episode that I did on that below if you want to understand that principle. The other principle is the line and the V. So the, the V is that natural shape of our cleavage and the line is the natural curve of our hips. There's just something inherent in the traditional female shape, whatever your weight or size is, there's just something in our natural feminine curves. So therefore, V-necks and things that hit at the natural waist tend to emphasize that and feel more flattering than if we just are in, you know, a, a tent that is not showing off any of our shape. So those kinds of principles might mean that I do have the baggy sweater, but I wear it with my kind of skinnier sweatpants. So I'm not just drowning in it. Or my my I have my baggier sweater, but it's off the shoulder. So that feels a little bit sexy. I don't just feel like I'm I'm fully being covered up. Or tucking the front part in to see the waist. So taking the the t-shirt, the thin sweatshirt, the silky button down and and tucking in the front part of it into a more high-waisted waistband that just lets me see a little bit of that shape, specifically because I have more weight in my stomach. If, if something's just hanging straight down, it can make me look or, or feel that I look a little bit pregnant. And by tucking that in, it just gives a little more of a, of a break, a little more definition. Uh, I even have, <laughs> I have three pairs of slippers 
and I wear my different slippers with different lounge outfits. I have a pair of blue slippers that I wear when I'm wearing purples and blues. I have a pair of black slippers and a pair of white slippers if I'm wearing black or white or gray. Even to me, it's that whole look that if I'm wearing my little black and white silky night set with my light blue slippers, it just doesn't look, it just, I don't know, it just doesn't look right to me. So for me, it's that that whole look. Sometimes Jeremy's not even here to see me, but if at most he's he's here to see me, but I'm just doing it for myself. I like the way that aesthetic looks. I'm not dressing any differently because I'm gonna take an Instagram photo or because I think someone is coming over. It just makes me, you know, personally feel better. And the last thing is really thinking about the big picture of what's at play when we're not comfortable. That it comes down to we most often are trying to restrict our body to look a little thinner, to look taller, you know, in heels. And we've just accepted that this is norm, the norm. This is normal, that bras are always uncomfortable or hard pants or jeans or just something that we wear. Or again, the pendulum swing that we only wear Lululemon type gym clothes because we've we've always wanted to be so comfortable. And we have have gone that extreme to feel like I'm I'm not going to be beautiful or cute. I'm just always going to do giant t-shirts and leggings because I just want to be comfortable. You know, even swinging that pendulum back to say, there are real pants that are soft pants. (laughs) I don't have to only wear leggings or a pair of really stiff denim. There's something in the middle that I can wear soft, light slacks that make me feel a little more pulled together and aren't leaving any marks on my body. There's flowy dresses that I don't have to look like I'm going to the gym, but I also don't need to, you know, have a tight belt that's cinching in my waist. Um, There are dressier lounge outfits that aren't what you would wear to the gym, but that are also very comfortable to say, I actually am going to honor, this is a category of my closet, and I don't just need to say, I, I live in gym clothes all day because I don't want to put on my, you know, corporate uh, wardrobe now that I'm not going back to the office. Is there something in the middle? Gym clothes or gym clothes? But can we have some, you know, n- nice lounge outfits? Can we have some soft tops with our soft pants? I think ultimately it's how can I feel beautiful and be kind to my body? What makes me feel pretty and I'm not dying to take it off when I get home? What feels relaxing to chill in and I feel cute or classic? Again, however you want to feel. And it sounds like a small thing, but these small thoughts are what add up to us having subconscious stories that it is normal to restrict our body, to manipulate it, no pain, no gain, and reframe true kindness to our body and our beauty in both ways. That we both want to be physically comfortable and aesthetically confident. That we want to feel peaceful in both of those ways. I physically feel peaceful in these clothes and like I am not punishing my own body with this tightness in some way. And I want to feel peaceful 
that I do feel beautiful. Even if I am home alone, this is something that I desire for myself. And I hope that this blesses you to have a little bit more joy, peace, and confidence in your own style, whatever your lifestyle is at present. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is having my parents visit. I mentioned it in this episode and last week, but my parents have, for all the years I've lived in New York, they have never visited me together. And they were supposed to come last April, and they were so excited about the trip. I also, odd oddity if you don't live in New York, this might seem bizarre to you, I have never had a guest room before. This is the first time in my life that I have a guest room. It's also known as my office, which you've probably seen on Instagram, but technically the peacock blue couch that you see here in my office pulls out into a guest bed. We have a second bathroom, which you probably never see on Instagram. And I've so I've never had some place for them to come visit that wasn't sleeping in my living room. So having a guest uh, room, having a husband who they really love, and having a magical view of the Empire State Building from our balcony. I think it was the triumvirate of those things that suddenly they were really interested in coming to visit. So they were supposed to come last April, and we were just devastated when we had to, to cancel it. Obviously, that was a part of as everything was unfolding with COVID in March, and we're thinking, are they still going to be able to come? I mean, of course, looking back, it's, it you know, it was, it was never going to happen. But at the time, we just didn't know that. And we kept thinking, are we going to is it going to happen? Are they going to be able to come? So we it was a year in the making and it was totally worth the wait. And it's really interesting to me. And I don't mean to diminish in any ways just all of the pain and trauma and COVID and be like, you know, here's here's the upside. But it was interesting to me to think probably a year later, it was e- it was easier for me to take more time off. My my life is slower. I was further ahead in my business. If COVID hadn't happened, uh, it probably would have been more stressful to have them here because I truly took off six days, 100%. I mean, didn't, didn't look at email, didn't look at messages. Like that is probably the longest time other than my honeymoons after our uh, two weddings story for another day if you weren't here for that, um, is is when I've really taken off like that, when I'm just not even really being on my phone. But I just thought it was interesting to kind of reflect on how often at the time we can be disappointed that something doesn't happen. And yet when we look back, realize, actually, I think it was it was better that that got delayed at the time I felt impatient. I felt like something was being stolen from me. I was frustrated that I wasn't in control. I very much feel that about publishing my style book. I feel so much like if I had done it a few years ago when I was supposed to do it, there's a huge window in there. It'll be a year and a half where I wouldn't have been able to go on tour for for the book. And that's something that you know, I've I've thought about it and dreamt about so much, and that would be so heartbreaking to miss, and to think I could have been so proud of myself that I finished it, and then what if you know, God, the universe was saying like, I'm gonna keep distracting you and distracting you because I, there is a better time for this, and right now you're beating yourself up a lot, and you're you're telling yourself that you're failing, and you're giving yourself all this guilt and shame, but actually, what if it is working out for the best? Anyways, the trip was totally worth the. Wait, we had an amazing time. And I say often, 
you were never a tourist in your own hometown. (laughs) Common phrase, and I just so find it to be true living in New York City. I think it's because there isn't a deadline. You feel like, I could do this anytime. So why do it this weekend? And some people are better at this than others. We have a couple friends that are just out and about all the time. I am much more that person that thinks, I guess I'm just a little more lazy. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't really want to have to like go into the city. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel. So I don't know if I really want to commit to tickets for that. Like that sort of mentality. And because you can do it anytime, it gets put off. So it really is such a gift when you have someone come and visit you to have those parameters to go and do those things. We went to the 9-11 Memorial Museum. I had heard amazing things about it, and it truly is wonderful. If you come to New York City, I highly recommend it. Um, it just was a very well-done exhibit, and that was something that had both been on both Jeremy and I's uh, bucket list. And so that was so amazing to do. My mom and I went to the Met and just being in the whole Impressionism wing, and that was so lovely. I mentioned we went to Tavern on the Green, um, just walked around. I, there's a statue of Washington, uh, George Washington, down in – Wall Street. And I used to walk past there all the time to pick up the little boy that I nannied for, but it must have been just one block over. Like I I don't really remember seeing that statue. And I don't remember, if I did see it, ever slowing down enough to read the instruction. George Washington, the first president of the United States, was inaugurated here in New York City. And there's just so many things like that. I realize most of you do not live in a city as big as mine, but I would still imagine there are some cool things around you, some historical things, some, you know, famous restaurants, whether that was the first restaurant in your little town or, you know, it's been owned and operated by three generations. So as we all hopefully soon are able to gather again um, with with the vaccine, et cetera, after COVID, I hope that you might be able to connect with other people in your life that you have um, missed out on seeing, take advantage of experiences that we haven't been able to do during this time, maybe make plans to travel or have friends come to you so that you can have some of those experiences. And also, in lieu of nothing else, make a date with yourself. And I suppose what Jeremy and I are just really trying to think for ourselves in New York City this summer is we are coming out of a season where so much wasn't available to us. And so I think wanting to say, I really do want to better take advantage because we... We, we did get accustomed to having it here, and that's not a bad thing, but we now have all gone through a season where we haven't been able to to do these things. So we bought uh, we bought tickets to – they announced the opening night of Broadway, and uh, the show that we wanted to see was sold out opening night, so we grabbed tickets for the next night. That's in September. I would normally never buy tickets that far in advance, but I really was just like – I am so excited that Broadway is back. This industry has been out of work for a year and a half. I so want to support and celebrate and be one of the true New Yorkers that is like, as soon as you guys are back, we will be there. And we're we're now on the mailing list for Broadway.com. So we're looking at other shows that are coming up and just wanting to be more intentional about seeing more shows together. We sat down and made a Google Doc list of things that we would love to do in the city. So 
Again, I realize how blessed I am to live in New York City, to be vaccinated, have my parents vaccinated, but whether it is uh, getting together with people in your life or having experiences near you or elsewhere, I truly hope that it is your something you're loving lately that you are able to do the same upcoming. Till next Wednesday. 